What's going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Brady, the business freelance writer here. In this episode, we're going to talk about setting boundaries with our work as business owners, side hustlers, freelancers. If you are awake, we can sometimes see that as an opportunity to work. And while this gives us a really good income ceiling and a lot of opportunities to expand it, we are pretty vulnerable to getting overworked, super stressed, and then wondering where all the time went. So there has to be a very delicate balance between not working too hard and also not having this stretch where you're taking too much time off because when you are a freelancer business owner, you control your schedule and that is for better or for worse. This episode will help you make that benefit for the better. Our guest who joins us today, she's a freelance writer who's been creating marketing content for nearly a decade. She is a full-time writer who's made this her craft. She specializes in, you take these complex topics, you simplify them, and it's something that the clients can more easily present to their readers. So that is what our guest does. And she is none other than Casey Goff. Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Mark. I'm thrilled to be here. Casey, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I know you've been writing for close to a decade, some of those years full time. And I think when a lot of people like they talk about setting boundaries on my show, or it's just something that they talk about in general, usually it comes from a place of, I got myself super busy, I got burnt out, and then I realized that I had to make this happen. So I'm wondering if you could share with us how you got to that point of being super busy and when you realized something had to change. Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think like a lot of people, especially in the freelance space, the concern is not being busy enough and not having enough work to pay your bills or keep yourself employed near full time or anything like that. Um, I was really lucky in that my business ramped up pretty quickly as soon as I went full time freelance. So I almost immediately had to sort of determine what my cutoff point was and where I was going to start stepping away from my laptop because especially in those early days when you're not feeling confident yet and you're not really sure what your revenue stream is going to be like or what your book of business will look like. It's really tempting to want to burn the midnight oil and be the early bird that gets the worm and make it all happen. And I definitely dealt with that in my early days. Um, in fact, I still deal with it now, but um, there, I mean, burnout is a conversation that all of us are having. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge that each of us has our own unique limit. And I know people know that once you reach burnout, you're, you're done for, you definitely need to step away. But I actually found that as I approached burnout, my productivity decreased, um, my engagement with my clients decreased. I just, there wasn't as much of me to give. And that's what made me realize I needed to kind of scale back and step away more frequently because I was the less good version of myself because of how hard I was pushing all the time. And I'll just mention some story I have very quickly. Like there was a point where I was writing, like I had a day where I was up until 2 a.m. writing stuff. I was like, I, I can't keep repeating. It's like, I had this one day, like your mind gets fuzzy and it's like, well, I know I have to write this sentence, but it's like, I'm really stuck at like the thought and I haven't written the sentence yet. Like you, you get to that point uh, if you are burnt out. One of the things that I've noticed, and I love your take on this, is 
you have this moment where you work so hard. You look at how much you made in the day. And it's like, that's a really impressive number, but you know, it's not sustainable. And then you have to step back. Okay? Every freelancer at some point, like you challenge yourself, you challenge yourself, you realize you have to step back. One of the issues is that you're writing, let's say one less article or too few articles in a day. And it's like, that's lost income. How do you not get tempted to go back into the overwork because you know that you're not making as much income by foregoing that extra article? That's such a good question. I'm literally like um, dealing with that right now because I'm going on vacation later in the month and I'm trying to think like, oh, well, if I front load it all, then my monthly revenue wouldn't necessarily take a dip. But then and I've done this before, I go into vacation exhausted and my vacation doesn't even feel like a vacation because I spent so much of myself before I went in. So yeah, it's a, it's a really big challenge. Um, I What's worked for me is having two separate metrics. So I have a metric of how many hours of meaningfully revenue generating work I do per day. For me, my limit I know is four hours of like really in the weeds research or serious writing is my cap past that. I'm just, my writing's not as good. My research isn't as thorough. That's not to say I'm only working four hours a day. I wish, of course, there's all the other administrative things that come with owning a business. And um, that keeps me fairly busy, but I really, as I'm structuring out what I put on my calendar for any given day in any given week, I'm looking at kind of ballpark, is this going to be around four hours or less? Um, And then the other metric that I have is a weekly revenue sort of peak. Um, I try to hit a certain number each week. And then once I hit that number, I give myself the grace. And this is a learning curve. I'm not 100% on this one. But to say anything else can wait until next week. And of course, there's always the client that has the urgent request or the project that's too good to pass up. But for the most part, kind of structuring my week so that it's about four hours of work a day and about X amount of revenue each week has really helped me be able to step away and feel like, okay, I know I've done enough today. If I've hit that dollar amount, hit that hour per day, then I know I've done enough quality work to keep my bills paid essentially. And I really like that. It's an interesting idea to make X amount per week. Like for like freelance writers or business owners, it's easier to say something like that. Whereas if you're working a nine to five, like you're making a consistent salary. So then like the side hustle stuff can make the difference. So you hit that X number and Mm -hmm. then you have more control as to what you do. I know you mentioned that like, it's something that you're testing. And I know that with productivity, it's something that a lot of people experiment with. Are you yeah. like the four hour, like you're doing, is that like a deep time block dive or are you cutting that up into little pieces throughout the day? I'm definitely cutting it up into little pieces. I'm like an hour and a half at a time is sort of my peak uh, productivity window for me personally. Some people are way better. Like my mom, for example, is very much like start at seven, not get up, knock it out, be done by noon or whatever. And like, I have mad respect for that. I'm not that kind of person. I need to like do a crossword or go on a walk or whatever to keep myself kind of motivated throughout the day. Um, But I do think it's very much about personal preference. And the beauty of freelancing or a side hustle or being a business owner is that you do have that flexibility to structure your workday. So I would encourage anyone who's new to the space or just trying to find a better flow, 
experiment with different things. I definitely, when I first started thought, man, if I could just get up and focus, I could be done by like one every day. And I thought that was going to be my game plan. I thought I was going to love it. And I absolutely hated it. And now I'm a little bit more like, oh, I'll start work around 930 and be done like four-ish. And it works really well for me. And yes, I'm spending probably more time at my desk than I need, but I'm a happier person. And I think that my, the quality of my work is higher because I'm not just like grinding through to push to get everything done that day. And I like what you said there, the focus on happiness, because like for freelance writing and you see this more with companies now because you can't do remote work, it's more control that you have with your schedule. So I do articles late at night sometimes. Not I, I never do stuff past 10 p.m. That's my cutoff and yeah. different people have different lifestyles. So for what's sure. going to work for me may not work for someone else. But the idea is that you have all of this flexibility. I think it can sometimes be a disadvantage just because like you do have to be on top of yourself. So one of the things that yeah. I want to lead into this point is with freelance writing and similar industries, you're going to have one week where it's like every single client just gave you something. And yeah. you are going to be grinding out hard. And then there's going to be like another week where it's not nearly as much work. So what do you do during those um, other weeks where there isn't as much work? Because there is this balance of like pampering yourself a little bit, but not doing nothing or not doing as much as you know you could be doing. Totally. I had a really slow week earlier this month and I was doing that panic of like, uh, what is going on? And um, that feeling of crickets can be really disconcerting, especially if you're a business owner. Um, but I'm learning. And I think this is this is hard advice to give to someone who's maybe earlier in their career, but it gets easier over time. That said, I'm five years into freelancing full time and I'm still struggling with it. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I have started to learn to enjoy those slow weeks and to really say like, this is a gift from the work universe for myself to go to an extra yoga class or work in my garden or whatever the case may be. Like if you were employed by an employer, the nature of the beast is you have really busy seasons and you have slower seasons and those seasons where you kind of just get to dink around at your desk you don't think anything of it as an employer or as an employee, you're like, Oh, this is great. Like I love being slow right now. This is awesome. When you're a business owner, a freelancer, it's a lot harder to realize that there's ebb and flow, but there is, that's the nature of work. You are going to have those really busy weeks and you are going to have those really slow weeks. And so now I'm at a point where I'm, I've been consistent enough, enough long enough that I can zoom out and see like, the work will come. And like I had the slow week earlier this month and now I'm slammed again, the work will come. So when you do get those breathers, take advantage of them. And this has been a huge challenge for me because I slow down a lot during the holiday season, which is an awesome time to slow down. Like everyone else is off for work. It, I should be totally stoked that I have a little bit less on my plate and I could really like enjoy the season with my friends and family. But I find myself being like, no, I want to hit these year end numbers. I need to push. And it's like, the work, quite frankly, isn't there because all the marketing firms and everyone's already out of the office. So I'm killing myself for nothing. This last holiday season was the first year that I really was like, 
you know, Casey, this is really your chance to take a breather and take the rest that you need. And I, I let myself have some easier weeks. I had some weeks I worked like three, four days. I had some days I did like an hour of work and clocked out and it was amazing. And I've started the new year totally refreshed because of it. And honestly, my books from December last year, December years prior, aren't very different. And I, I, all I did was gave myself the space to say, yeah, think work is seasonal. When you get a chance to take a breath, take it. I mean, if you're someone who's like a workaholic and you just want to keep on working, uh, you can have a whole bunch of clients with different uh, highs and lows so that like one client's low season could be another client's high season if you really wanted to. But there is a value in taking that rest. I think a lot of freelancers, especially the ones that do it full time, it's less of a problem of not having the commitment or desire to work. It's more of you're overworking all the, like if or more articles land on your desk, you just intuitively uh, want yeah. to complete those articles because you know, a paycheck away. It's hard to say no to money. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to shift this now to someone who's just starting out because we've been talking about the being the overworked freelancer, trying to mm-hmm. figure out ways to balance it and make it work, knowing that you have your ebbs and flows. Um, I know you said you got your freelance business going quickly when you committed to full time. And Martin, if you could share this, some of the things that worked for you to generate quick momentum. So you could find yourself as an overworked freelancer who, you know, it, it's a problem, but it's a better one to fix versus being Absolutely. the one who can't afford, like having difficulty with the bills. Yes, definitely. I always, whenever I'm busy, I'm always telling people it's a good problem to have. Um, yeah. So for me, what worked really well, and it's kind of funny because part of the reason I went freelance is I really hated the structure of like a, I was working like an eight to five, very like clock in clock out really, really, um, rigorously overseen work environment. And I really hated it. But, um, when I went freelance, I found that kind of mimicking that really helped me for starters, if you're trying to build a business in any sort of industry where people are working a nine to five, generally you want to be available during the nine to five and you want to be reaching out to them for potential new business while they're at their desk. Nobody wants to get a call at 6 PM, you know? So I, I sort of replicated my work schedule from my previous employer in my early days where I was really committed to being at my desk right at pretty much 8 AM. And I, stayed and worked until pretty much 5 p.m. And it was definitely a grind, but having those sort of standard business hours to guide me helped um, because there's only so much you can fit in that time. And I think the temptation when you're building a freelance career is like, well, yeah, it's it's 6 or 7 p.m., but like if I send a couple more emails, who knows? And that's definitely true, but there's also a limit of your own productivity and creativity. And I think pushing past like an eight or nine hour work day, um, you really start to see diminished results. So for me, holding myself to pretty much an eight hour work day with a lunch break helped me in the beginning to know that I was doing enough quote unquote work. Um, obviously none of it was like revenue generating right away, but I felt like, okay, you're putting in the time, you're putting in the effort. And then I 
felt good about closing my laptop and stepping away at the end of the day and letting myself have a life outside of freelancing. Because I also think that that's why a lot of like young freelancers get burnt out is you let it take over your life. It becomes like it's and it can be like a really insidious creep, right? You have the Gmail app on your phone and you're like, oh, I just want to respond real quickly to this client. And I do think responsiveness is important, but it, it definitely can kind of become all encompassing and having that life outside of work is just as important, if not more important when you're a freelancer or a business owner than it is when you're an employee. I really like that breakdown of having, and again, people have different schedules, but having an eight, having a structure, it can be eight hour. It can be something else. You can chunk out your day, but having a structure where you know you're working and just as importantly, when you're not working is going to help with creating those healthy boundaries that allow you to be productive and get the necessary work you have to get done without burning out and making a lot of sacrifices that you don't know you're making at the moment, but really come and hit hard in the future. Yeah. And one thing I'll say that um, I thought as a freelancer, I'd be working like all these crazy hours because I could da 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 da. And the reason I keep kind of harping on like the traditional work hours is because all my friends and family, for the most part, work traditional work hours. So keeping those hours myself has really allowed me to maintain my social life and maintain my family obligations and all of those things. And like, if you're a night owl and you're super productive at night, by all means, carve out a chunk of time at night. But I just would caution against being like, okay, I'm I'm a night person. I'm going to work two to 10 every day. And then your friends invite you out to dinner and you're like, oh, I can't go. I'm working. It, it can have some negative side effects you might not think about. So as you're sort of structuring your workday, think through what your life outside of work is like, and then plan your workday accordingly so that it all sort of seamlessly integrates. The other thing I'll say is that I tried working like nights and weekends sometimes, and everybody would be bugging me. Like the distractions are way higher. So if everyone in your life is working a set hour structure, maintaining that structure can limit how much people think like, oh, she's a freelancer. She can go out to breakfast. (laughs) And uh, I definitely dealt with that, especially early in my career where everyone thought I was available all the time because I was freelance. And it's been helpful for me to be like, no, I have a standard workday just like you. Yeah, I mean, setting those boundaries is very useful and it allows for healthy freelance where you're able to hit your goals and at the same time feel like you're doing other things. And I mean, that's just one of the beauties of being freelance. I mean, Casey and I were both in the freelance industry and it, it's just something that uh, it, it's a compelling opportunity for a lot of people. Uh, Casey, uh, for people who want to learn more about your journey and follow your work, where do you suggest we go? Yeah, I've got a website called jockcontent.com. I'm not great about maintaining it, but I tried to put in some new links to blogs I've written. Um I'll also say that if you're new to the freelance game, I love taking calls with people and just sort of talking through individual pain points. I had some people who helped me out early in the game and uh, happy to do that. There's a contact form on my website. So sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone who's on the other side of it and get the reassurance that like, yes, this is doable. You can make it. You've got this. Um, A little bit of notes to the grindstone and some healthy boundary setting can really help you find success. That is a very generous offer. We will have links in the show notes. Make sure you check out Casey's website. If you do want to reach out to her, her contact 
form is there. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Breakthrough Success listeners, thank you for joining us on another episode. And thank you, Casey, for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Mark. This was great.